Hello and welcome to the year we started a podcast, a podcast born Phoenix-like from the ashes of last year's podcast. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I'm your other co-host, Nick. And this is our podcast where a couple of friends half a continent apart that would like to come together, kick back, and talk talk about uh, some things that are fun and interesting to us, or in this week's case, just some things that are fun, honestly. Oh man, I I agree. <laughs> Mostly just fun. Okay, if I could go back and tell twenty one year old uh, me some advice, I would tell some advice about socks. Nick, do you want to take a stab at what I might have some advice on 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 the sock game? Don't wear torn socks. Don't wear torn socks. Okay, what? Let, elaborate. Um, if you wear torn socks, they get like. I don't know. They get like they they tear worse and stuff, and your your feet stink. <laughs> and your feet stink. They do. I I <laughs> just this... as soon as I get a little hole in my socks, I'm just like, damn it, this is done. And I get mad. Okay, so here's the thing that I've done now two times in my life that I should have done. Uh, I so I said I was 21. I'm 31 now. So that I should have done five times in my life, probably if not more. Okay. Which is Nick. I have no idea why I do not do this more. When I have socks that have holes in them and there's like a amalgamation of pairs of socks that I have, <laughs> throw them all away. Well, actually, no, what? Oh, that's I, I tell so you. Find, you find if you could see, you could see if you could find another one that matches it from the other side. If you did, no, 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 Nick, you're let me let me help you. I'm sorry. Here's I'm what you touch. do. Here, yeah, here's what I you need do. guidance. You you find a new like six pack of a six pack pair of socks that are good. Okay. Okay. If you buy a six pack of pair of socks that are not good, you throw them away because they cost ten dollars and this is a once every two year investment. <laughs> you keep doing this until you find a pair of socks that you like, and when you find that pair of socks, Nick, you throw all the other socks away, <laughs> and then you buy another six pack pair of that socks, and then Nick, you have. 12 pairs of socks. 12 whole pairs. All the exact same socks, Nick. And then what you do is if you lose a sock, it's fine. You just set the other sock on top of your dresser. And then when you lose another sock, congratulations. <laughs> they're a new family. <laughs> and if you have a hole in a sock, you throw it away. And then you wait till another sock gets a hole in it. And it's a new family until you get to the point where they start to, you know, dwindle past yeah, yeah. the eight sock right. point. And then you start finding new families of socks to join your family. <laughs> At which point. New sock family. Yeah. New sock family. All the old ones go away. I've only done this two times in my life, but I've recently done it because I got a pair of socks for my wife for Christmas. Which, thank you, Katie. I appreciate that very much. And a side rant. Katie, stop listening for a second. Um, so socks uh, in men's sizes normally come from like 8 to 12 and then yes. 13 to like 72 or whatever. Yes. I do not need like the size 72 <laughs> version of socks. Uh, and I don't, I don't like, I feel like, they, like it should be like from 10 to 14. Like that seems to me like a much more inclusive I agree. range. I agree. Hold I on. No-, no, okay. So I am, so my, my shoe size, this is not super important. But my shoe size is like 12 or 12 and a half, depending on like what it is, right? And the reason I say is you're exactly right. The cutoff is like 12. So like, problem with this is that you will sometimes need to get the socks that are like in the 12, the 12 and a half range, or they say that they're 12 or 12 and a half. I have some socks that hurt my feet. 
I've, yeah, or I've me gotten too. socks. And I, I literally have this pair, this like set of socks that like my parents got me, like I think for Christmas last year. And like I wore them once, and there's three pairs of them, and I was like, "Are the other ones just as tight?" Yep. All right, these are just staying in my freaking closet. These are never doing anything. <laughs> these don't exist. Yeah, no. and like I, I, you know, I appreciate the airing on the side of caution, but like I tried them on, like the 13 to size 16 or whatever they were, and because I I wear 11 and a half or 12 depending on the shoe. There you go. And so like I'm, I'm a little up. bit on the smaller side, but yeah, no, no, like, no, you're same up. Same, same idea. And, but like they were a good like three inches long just sitting off the edge of my toe, which is just like, well, that obviously isn't an answer. But the same thing, like on the size eight to size 12 socks, like they like shocker. The the size eight socks do not fit you. (laughs) Weird. Like my my poor ankles are just now little tourniquets for my toes. I'm bad. um, But, anyways. So you got to find that sweet spot of a sock and a size that fits well. And then all of the other socks need to go away. Like Nick, we are grown adults. We, we can, <laughs> we can make the investment every couple of years to have appropriate socks. And like, it's so crazy. Cause like the, the cost of having new socks is so small compared to the cost of having terrible, stinky, sweaty feet with my holes in the heels and being an embarrassment to my family anytime we go anywhere, we take our socks off. <laughs> uh, like, I don't. You go to like somebody's house and they're like, oh, could you take off your shoes at the door? And you're like, do I have to? I or? can. I'll be standing though. <laughs> Anyone want to go for a walk uh, right now outside? <laughs> outside with our shoes on or not, honestly, as long as I don't put my feet up on the couch. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I just um, like it makes no. Okay, go ahead. No, you're good. I, I agree with you. This is all very sound principle. I have to let you know that I do not follow this at all. I'm pretty sure every pair of socks that I own is basically different. Um, or almost every pair. Even the ones I get in packs are always like the packs where it's like, ah, these ones are the light gray ones. And they come with a pair of black ones that are exactly the same, but they're a slightly different color. And it's like, okay. That's, oh, that's dude. I, you, oh, man. You got to go. I, you, I, I'm like, definitely missing out. I'm making it way more complicated than I need to. I do. I, I, I will make this investment for you, Nick. I got some Sockany or whatever you how you ever say them socks. They were which <laughs> I, I did try the size 15 ones on first that were three inches too big, but they were very comfortable aside from having uh, a little bit of extra on the toe. But like, I'm telling you, Nick, you find a sock that you like, get rid of all the other socks. You'll never make a better. I, I do like my socks though. I do like my socks. So the problem is that it's just a bad mm. investment to keep liking these socks. I feel like you need to get over it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay, wait, hold on. Let me let me give you the most random product endorsement I could ever give something. So I have these socks. That I hope this doesn't sound gross because I, as I started to say, it, I was like, that's kind of gross, isn't it? Oh, well. Um, I have these socks that I've had since high school. I'm pretty sure since I was like 15. So probably like 14 years now, there are like basketball oh, socks man. that are like longer. So I don't actually wear yeah. them very often because I basically only wear, wear them working out when it's cold or playing basketball when it's cold. <laughs> but like they are still soft and comfy and great. <laughs> and I cannot find Nike. You got to get back to whatever oh, you were doing man. in 2007 because these socks are like soft and comfy and oh, nice man. and warm. And like 
I'm I'm all about it, but like I cannot find the same pair of socks. And they came in like a three or four pack, and I don't think any of them got holes in them. I think they just got like lost over the 14 years of my life. You know what I mean? Like, there's only one left, but that one pair is is my friend. That is my family right there. Oh gosh, you're so dumb. <laughs> I, am, I have a 14 year old pair of socks. However, on that statement, I have to be honest, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have a 14 year old pair of socks. That is your favorite socks. Um, they're not my favorite socks. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> but uh, there may be a pair of socks that I still have from when I was in fifth grade. Um, Whoa! Football. Yikes! Um, that I wear occasionally when it's cold outside. Uh, I was, I mean... Nick, I'm not sure if you uh, can do the math in your head right now, but I uh, it's been a hot minute since I've been in middle school or fifth grade um, or whatever. Hold on, let's check. Uh... In fact, I, I don't want to say middle school or fifth grade. Like it was. I'm doing fourth the math or fifth grade. This actually was a different millennium, is what this was. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been a different millennium, Jeffrey. <laughs> Nope, there's no thinking about it, Nick. I can tell you 100% <laughs> okay. that was... 100%. Uh, yeah. Good to know. Good to know. More See? than two decades ago, which I've said a couple times over. It wasn't true, but I tell you, that is a true statement. I, I um, want to let you know that if I was gross, you're grosser, and I do appreciate you taking the heat off me. You're welcome. I, I can do what I can. I'm a good friend. Oh my god. <sighs> okay, Nick, you have, uh, you have a, talk- a topic on here that I don't exactly know what it means. Okay, um, do you know what, a fri- what Fry's Electronics is? I know what fries are. Uh, they're like uh, potatoes that you put in a fryer, and I know what electronics are. They're the things that we're recording our podcast on. Uh, That's true. But I don't true. know what they're combined. That feels like a weird combination. All right, so this is not the most interesting topic like from an interesting standpoint, but I think it is a funny topic. So there is a store that is a big box retail store that has been around in California for forever. But I just found out that it's only got a couple of locations outside of California. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think it might be like half of the locations are in California. and There's like 10 more spread out throughout the US. Um, that is starting to either shut down or seems to be shutting down. Like there's a lot of signs that it's shutting down. They keep saying that they're not. But then they've closed like two of their like 20 locations in the last two years kind of thing. And a lot of stores have empty shelves. Anyways, more importantly, Fry's Electronics is... Um, a more tech focused or more like um what's the word i'm looking for like core tech uh, tech enthusiast uh focused store than a big a big place like uh okay. like best buy or you know the tech section at target or walmart that has been around in california for like since the 90s um okay they are pause, pause real quick so nick is this like similar to like a micro center yeah i would say bigger um but oh, similar okay. yeah okay um like physically bigger, I'd say, and also I think they have more locations, but it, I've only it's been similar, to one, yes. But yeah, fair, fair. Okay, so but the thing is, they have a lot more. They have a lot of weird differences that you would not expect. Okay. This is why I wanted to bring this up to you because <laughs> okay, this okay, is okay. a bizarre thing that I. So I read an article about them, and I have lived in the Bay Area for most of my life. So mm-hmm. I have been around Fry's Electronics starting from around third grade, and. For basically my entire existence. So I think that there's some <laughs> things that we just normalize. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's normal. Okay, so um, one, what do you think about... Uh, I need you to go to these, these images I've sent you, um, this uh, gallery. Um, how do you feel about a uh, themed uh, electronics retailer? And by themed, I mean like, oh one my. might be Mayan themed. I, I just one clicked might on be, this. 
Um, one might be rodeo themed. One might be alien themed. That so is you, prize electronics. Do I need to click on like just this one picture or all of these? No, no, no. It, it's an album. It's an album. So okay. I need to click on this and go through the album with me real quick here. Okay. Um, okay. Yep. So uh, we have a, a wide range of themes for you, Jeffrey. Uh, let me send you this one. This is uh, so when I say themes, what I mean is the the front of the store. What's it called? The facade of the store at, bun- at most locations is different. And they are themed, as in one of them has an Aztec temple. One of them has a uh, a mock uh, alien spaceship UFO that is crashing through the facade and is both on the inside and on the outside and is surrounded by hanging alien figurines that are, and I say figurines, but that's not fair because they're probably like, you know, 10 feet, they're like 10 foot tall figurines. There are ones that are invader themed. And yeah, che- I'm cheating and I'm looking through all these. What the? F- <laughs> yeah, I want to go through all of them. What is going on in California? <laughs> like what? The flying frick? <laughs> so this has just been around in my life for forever, and I only realized it as a 29 year old that two days ago. I just realized that this is the this is weird. I was like, no, this isn't right. This is. This isn't normal. We shouldn't do yeah, this. Like, Why I, is there an octopus in this? <laughs> I've seen very similar things here uh, nearby in Branson, where it's a freaking tourist trap. Uh, <laughs> hold on. These are like, tourist traps is, too. Here, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is what I picture this as. I just sent you another one. This is like, uh, uh, oh, wait, hold on. So let me, before, before you go on to your Br- okay. uh, Branson one, while you're looking it up and sending it to me, I just want to let you know that... Most of these were made by a guy named... Uh, let me pull up my notes for it. Sorry, it's spread out. Every Fry store has a theme and elaborate decorations to go along with it. In the Bay Area, the San Jose store pays tributes to the first astronomers, the Mayans, with settings from Ch- uh, Chichen Itza, complete with a massive tensil- temple, blah, 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 blah. Eric Christensen, who had previously built props for the movie sets and designed cool things, quotes, for George Lucas's home and ranch is largely responsible for the themes. Oh my! These okay. guys hired the prop, the props guy and the set guy for Star Wars and George Lucas's weird ranch, <laughs> and these things could sometimes cost one point five million dollars. Jeff, oh. I want you to think about trying to go into like a boardroom and be like, "All right, all right, I got it. It's a one point five million dollar spaceship that is crashing into the facade because." It's a spaceship-themed store. It's like, okay, but don't we sell a consumer electronics? Yes. <laughs> that, honestly, that's the most ridiculous <laughs> part of all this. Because, like, all the things I'm linking now in our Discord chat are things oh, that are, are strictly entertainment. Like, this right. is, like, not trying to be, like, hey... We want to sell you a bunch of candles. Come into Bed Bath and Beyond and check out our <laughs> giant... Murderous candle trying to break right. into our building. Right. This would never fly in any other, like, you wouldn't go into a TJ Maxx and be like, ooh, there's some home goods here. Oh, and also, <laughs> look at this giant cowboy. <laughs> I love these pictures, by the way. I like the Optimus Prime from, from this. Uh, next year, assuming that, you know, knock on wood, uh, that, you know, the world is able to, and we are able to do it, um, Avon is literally ecstatic over the opportunity to go check out optimus prime in front of this building i love it i'm excited for him that's gonna be great he's he's perfect age for it too oh he's 
we didn't even expect it. It's a really funny thing. So it was Christmas last year. We had got him a few like random uh, transformer type uh, toys or family. I don't even know what who it was, mm-hmm. but it, like literally just like a couple things, and he loved them so much. It was really good at them, and absolutely latched onto them, and it's like exploded into like his most favorite thing ever. And That's so adorable. the opportunity to go check out. Because like I've seen this thing in real life. Because my, uh, me and my parents and family, we go out to Branson. Because we live in Kansas, Nick. There's not a lot of places to go. So, <laughs> no, that's uh, fair. But anyways, this guy is like thirty feet tall or something like that. It's super cool. Oh, that's that's sick. That's actually kind of awesome for a kid. That's like great. Yeah. Most of these, I think, are like you know, in the in the they're they're bigger than than life size or whatever like if it's a human it's bigger than life size but they're not 30 feet that's awesome yeah and and that like that titanic thing like there's a big crack in there and like you go inside and it's cool thing and but nick none of them are a computer store yes um so i want you to go to um to this image here because this is my like my low-key favorite one so palo alto which actually was a store that was pretty close to me and i'm pretty sure i've visited many a time it is or was because it's actually one of the ones that shut down it was Wild West themed. And let me tell you why I love this particular image so much. So for our viewers at home, this is a, uh, I can't tell if it's a Native American uh, or if it's a, I think it's a Native American in a yeah. hot air balloon, which I don't think is historically accurate, but that's okay. We're in Wild West times, right? That's the point. But there's a couple of hot air balloon models here. One of them's got a Native American and one of them's got like what looks to be like a cowboy-esque guy, right? And this is all next to like an AT&T mobile wall with like little phone demos and stuff like that. <laughs> and that's my favorite part is it's got like little advertisements for like unlimited $45. And it's like <laughs> Verizon Unlimited or $0 down on your oh purchase of gosh. an AT&T phone. <laughs> and it's like, it's the weirdest juxtaposition ever of just like corporate advertising and like retail, like eye grabbing, like only zero, $0 down for this phone. And also... There's a Native American statue in a fake hot air balloon above me with a fish oh, and some yeah. rope and stuff. And I don't know. So um, we hung out in California <laughs> and we freaking did bocce ball and whatever. And we, and we didn't do this. Gone, Are you kidding we me? We could have gone to fries. I didn't realize it was weird until I thought about it. <laughs> it's weird. It's very weird. Um, it's like, hold on. So let me give you one more weird thing about fries electronics. Okay. It's my favorite. Um, so this part I did not know until I started like researching this. I found out a bunch of the the list of um, of the different kinds of themes because every single one has its own theme. But some of them are like not very well done apparently. Like uh, one is uh, what is it? It's the uh, the live music theme. But mm-hmm. the main thing that uh, the, the the reviews online seem to say that the main thing that that is is that there's a, a piano as like the facade, and that's like it. And I'm like, okay, so is this even a theme? Like, what are we talking about? Why do we even have this in piano? And I just love that even more because it's like, ah, yes, go to Fry's Electronics. You know, the one with the giant piano on the front of the sign. And nothing else about that ever anywhere else. Nothing else even referencing that. Just There's just a piano on the side of this. Do you have a picture not? of this? This is a facade. You can see it here. Okay. It's yep. like over the, the glass doorways is a like giant scaled piano that fries <laughs> electronics is like kind of post and supposedly there's almost nothing inside else that's that's live music themed how many of these are there uh like, I, i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure like 22 or something like that are they um, all different or are there some of yeah. them the same i can list them for you if you want some of them are like different quote unquote because they're regional but if you want i, I got you What's what's some of the worst ones or most bizarre um, ones? Okay, so we've got Aztec and Space Shuttle. We've already talked about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we do have Ruins of Ancient Rome. 
1893 World Fair. Uh, we have yeah. Wild West and Gold Rush, which I think is kind of, you know, eh, you know. So these are the ones that I don't, I think are kind of like cheating. And I was just like, come on, you guys are weak. Um, in uh, the Sunnyvale location, you have History of Silicon Valley. So like they had uh, escape keys and enter keys as like the door handles. And it's like, hmm. you're an electronic store in the Silicon Valley and your theme is Silicon Valley. Like, okay. I mean, I guess. Um, they have Las Vegas Strip as a, a theme at the Las Vegas store. Um, oh, I was going to ha- say, like, that's, that's, <laughs> I was picturing that in California, which I feel like is hilarious because Las Vegas is literally like, hey, we can rip off all the places that are way cooler than us and put them here in our city. <laughs> You're completely right. I didn't get time to look up the City of Industry one because the City of Industry one is Industrial Revolution slash Steampunk. And I feel like those are two different things. I feel like you shouldn't list those as the same thing. I mean, at least my understanding of what Steampunk really is. which Hey, is Nick, I, I'm naive. not sure if you're aware of the, the ongoing theme of this, but uh, Electronic Store plus any of these, none of these go together. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. Okay, okay. So I have one more thing about the surprise that okay. I think is really great. Um, and I didn't know this until I researched it. Um, so Fry's Electronics comes from a family or a, uh, you know, some uh, brothers who worked at their dad's company that was called, that was like Fry's Groceries. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they worked there for a long time and family business was grocery retailing. And that's why they wanted to do, um, to do a retail uh, store because they thought that they had all this experience with grocery retailing and that it would carry over. But their second thought with that, of course, was, wait a second, consumer electronics, groceries, why don't we do them in the same store? It'll be your one-stop shop for all your (laughs) Silicon Valley tech needs. No way. Yes. Yes. This is a thing that they wanted to do. They also had restaurants in there, like... So they wanted please, it to be like, Nick, please I, tell I, me I don't they have still pictures. have groceries in some of the stores. No, they don't. They don't. I wish <laughs> it, there was a, uh, there was a slogan it's, oh, or something at some man. point. I don't, I couldn't find it as like an official slogan, but I saw it at multiple places of, um, everything from compute, from, uh, from microchips to potato chips, which I thought was just freaking. Oh my just, gosh. Do they have a Kickstarter to open a grocery store? Can I go support this? <laughs> this was back in the nineties, unfortunately. They've moved on. Somehow this somehow this brilliant business decision did not work out. Um, <laughs> but I love the idea that they but their their thought was they wanted to be the one-stop shop for a Silicon Valley professional. And so of course they thought you need to be able to come in, buy motherboards, buy processors, buy your groceries, and look at displays of cowboys and space invaders and hot air balloons and (laughs) (laughs) i'm as much of a tech enthusiast as anybody in this country but i cannot possibly imagine going and buying tech things as often as i buy groceries (laughs) like yeah i feel like i'm not building a new pc every week and a half no me Uh, neither right but so i guess the uh the the groceries didn't work out because everyone was only buying uh snack uh, snacks so chips and soda basically but this is i can't believe they're going out of stock or going out of business or they're struggling it just it seems like yeah they seem to be going out of business the the rumor has it rumor has it i don't know if it's actually true all right they've closed i have an investment idea uh, we'll yeah, let's do it. Off air. Okay, something about something about groceries and electronics. 
Um, so Nick, we have a few entries into the This Week I Hurt Myself segment, none of which are particularly uh, overly dramatic, however uh, significant nonetheless. Yeah. Okay, I got two little tiny ones because I've uh, okay. I have dominated the segments, I think. Um, so my first one is I was playing with my dog and I didn't notice that his other, his like uh, like antler, I don't know, like not bone, bone thing was behind me and I stepped on it and like turned my ankle like hard. And the reason Ooh. I say is that one, my dog is like 12 and a half. He doesn't really actively play that hard anymore. I was barely moving at all. I just like, stepped backwards to like toss his ball like the other way after faking him out and i like instantly regretted faking him out and stepped on a thing and uh the reason i even thought it was funny is that my uh i told my friend who i used to play basketball with from my old coworker who i used to play basketball with and he told me you know ball is life when you're even rolling your ankles when you can't play ball and that's exactly right <laughs> I, found <a> way, <laughs> I found a way even without a basketball in hand to roll my ankle and get the classic basketball injury so that was good um and the other one is just like annoying because I feel like this is something that's never happened and it's just dumb is I cut my finger like a nice big deep long cut too like all the way across the fingertip on yeah. a freaking yeah on a freaking like plastic pokeball lid like taking off the lid I like sliced my whole thing oh, and I feel no. like I should be mad at the pokey company I'm like what the heck guys you betrayed me I get you guys way too often oh and man it's it's like a small like how did I get myself hurt doing nothing this week? I I just felt like bruised and I was still bruised and beaten up from my fall from two weeks ago or whatever or not two weeks ago a week ago, yeah. and I'm like just I I two days later I was like oh, oh, yeah this little cut that is like still bleeding and also this rolled ankle to the <laughs> just like <laughs> all the ticky tack tiny falls and uh, bruises you can get. So I may need to figure out a uh, a segment that's kind of like the opposite of this week. I hurt myself or humiliated myself, which is this week I want to brag about myself. Oh, weird. Um, so, so poke. <laughs> Hold on. This is, I, I got to say, I'm not sure I'm a fan of this segment. This is not a segment I will ever be able to participate in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You, you'll, you'll, you'll grow into it. Okay. So um, is, is pokey the right way to say it? I believe so. California kid. Okay. Um, so we... if not, then me and all my, my coworkers are a bunch <laughs> of idiots. Okay. I didn't have a lick of sushi until I was um, working at my current job. So like maybe eight years ago or seven years ago. Did, okay. uh, did you grow up having sushi? Uh, like just uh, like um, I probably didn't have sushi until I was a teenager, like mid late teenagers. I have no idea why that is. Because I freaking love sushi. Yeah. Like I could get Oh man, like I, growing up, I didn't think I liked sushi at all because that was just like nobody else that I knew liked sushi. It's weird how you like just adopt these uh, <laughs> philosophies on something as silly as taste. Because like, how would I ever know if I like something if I've never tried it before? But, That's true. So trying sushi and getting into sushis and stuff, I've learned to use chopsticks, which I'm very proud of. Like I, I'm not the most embarrassing. Uh, chopstick user in the world, uh, which was uh, has never come in more clutch than when my wife's uh, foreign exchange student was getting married out in California when we actually hadn't seen you guys most recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which I may have shared the story when we were with you guys. But um, so her parents are from Hong Kong. Uh, we were with my family and her family 
And obviously, you know, they're pretty good with the old chopsticks. And my family is all from Kansas, where we use the forks and knives to cut our steaks. Um, <laughs> well, I would not recommend using chopsticks to cut your steaks. I will nope. say that. <laughs> nope. But uh, again, like it's like, you know, using chopsticks is not even an option because we're eating steaks all the time. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so I ordered um, some sushi and her fiance about the, that she was about to be married to. Or a Pocky Bowl or Pokey Pokey Bowl, whatever. They were very surprised with the fact that I had you or I had asked for chopsticks instead of a fork because they assumed all of us uh, silly Americans were incapable of using chopsticks. And they were very kind about it. And then after I showed that I could actually use chopsticks serviceably, they complimented me on uh, the fact that I could use chopsticks. So I thought oh, that's like, awesome. they they were the absolute. Nick, the absolute nicest people we have ever met. Like, they were the kindest, most generous, just in conversation and in action. They wanted me to walk their daughter, or I mean, walk their mother down the aisle. Aww. They Like, they are just such nice people. I, I, I love the Hong Kong culture. I will always be, like, such a fan of those people because, man, they were so stinking cool. And we had never met before. I, I think it's always interesting when you can when you can feel kindness and uh, empathy radiating through in, in early encounters with people. Because mm-hmm. I definitely know what you're talking about where you've had that. But all of us, or most of us, strive to, to be especially kind, right? Like I, I consider that to be a thing that I actively try to be more than almost any other trait. But I don't know that like anyone would instantly describe me as such. At the same time, I've definitely met people that I just would instantly start describing. as like, oh, you remember? They were the nicest people. They were yeah. Super- and like, I had never met them before the day of, or I guess two days before their wedding or a day before their wedding. Okay. We had a fun time talking. Like, they wanted me to walk her down the aisle to present to the family and such and whatever, which was crazy, absolutely wild. But like, you know, I had known Lydia, Katie's foreign exchange student for a very long time. And like, it wasn't a surprise for us to be a part of that ceremony because Katie and Lydia have stayed pretty close over the years. What was uh, like unexpected was the person who did the ceremony, like the, the pastor guy from Hong Kong. We sat with him and his wife for the rehearsal dinner like he was talking about all the things that were going on in Hong Kong, which were like kind of the leading into the stuff that ended up happening like in the last year. So like obviously not super happy topics, but like how much he was willing to explain to us dumb Kansas kids, like what all is going on in Hong Kong and uh, like his thoughts on it and just how interested he was and all the things that were going on in our country. Like just those people that are so willing to just talk to you about the things that are important, willing to be to be explanatory in a empathetic way, right? Like yeah. I think that's a I think that's a big deal. I think a lot of us often feel like when we have to explain something to other people that it's like an inconvenience or disservice to us. And uh, I know what you're talking about. He didn't take offense to the fact that I had no idea what was going on. He just gently brought me on to the beginning times of what all that was. And how and it affected him like and what, his thoughts. Yeah. Like, it was just the best. Like, those people are the stinking best people. I love that. I love that culture so much. I am, like, okay with chopsticks, by, especially by California standards, are probably not great. And I only say that, that, you know, most of my coworkers would go out for sushi or noodles or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So I once went, like, when I was very new, I once went out for sushi 
with uh with my boss and or my supervisor and it was a roll of sushi i specifically remember this that there was like a roll of sushi that was like you know not it was like just really really large and not really very tightly rolled and i'm not saying that to anything but, you know i felt, i think i dropped it a couple of times or whatever and he like we laughed about it like not like in a mean-spirited way but we we, we like laughed about it the reason i say is that you know, I then went out for pho with uh, other coworkers later on, and fine, no like gaffes or anything like that. And mm, I could use some good pho right now. Pho would be great, <laughs> Sorry, dude. It, in a cold winter day. Oh, oh um, so the reason I say is that then my supervisor found like some funny video of somebody just like really just dropping everything with chopsticks or something. And then brought it up with one of these coworkers that I had gotten foe with and was like, eh, it's Nick or whatever. And then my other coworker was like, no, Nick's good with chopsticks. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, Greg, what's your deal, man? It's like, are you yeah, kidding Greg? It's got to pretend like I had to drop the freaking sushi like 40 times on him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, just really funny to me. Like, he just, he got all flustered. Like, I'm so, no, I thought it was like, you know, I just, I was just joking. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I did I did laugh at him about it, but I just I gave him like a couple minutes of like, dude, why are you being a jerk to me about I thought I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, Nick, I uh before we entered this day, I had a topic I want to talk about. Uh <laughs> but on the day of recording, it's been an interesting day here in the United States, and I honestly didn't really have the heart to really give a good scientific topic the the justice that it deserves um i think the best and you tell me if i'm off base but i think we're both gonna have two kind of deep divey uh segments for probably our next two episodes is like one of you and what one where you will like lead a deep dive thing and i'm gonna lead a deep dive thing on a different subject a very different subject because yours is a scientific concept and mine is boring it's a person and I don't think either th- of those are boring. I think those are super cool. Oh, yeah. I, mine's actually not boring, I don't think. I think most people will find it very interesting. But when we Okay, so Nick, you don't even know what this is. So I when, we had, when I was going downstairs into the office to try to figure out what I even want to talk about, I mentioned to you in a text message that we could talk about pocket lint for 45 minutes, uh, and I wouldn't even be worried about it. <laughs> don't do it. that. Don't do this. Don't talk about pocket lint with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I promise it will go somewhere. Okay, so Nick, you do go. you... Okay, I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on the pocket lint part of things. Uh, do you want to guess at what holds pocket lint together? Um, static electricity? Okay, well, yep, you guess it right away. It's called static cling, uh, okay. which is the common thing within clothing to... Specifically pocket lint here. Uh, to cling together because they are very, very likely to have lot high charges of static electricity or high levels of static electricity. That in and of itself is not super interesting. Uh, w- when I went to Wikipedia, I looked at Lint and I read through um, all the things to see if there's anything interesting. And I got to the point where I got to static cling, which is what holds Lint together. And uh, at the very, very end of the Wikipedia article for static cling, there's a thing that says in advertising. And so I I read this thing and I wanted to see what it was. Uh, So advertisers in urban areas eager to use guerrilla marketing techniques have turned to static cling as a distribution medium. 
in advertising campaigns for Microsoft's MSN8 internet service back in October 24, uh, 2002. Hundreds of decals of MSN butterfly logos were affixed to surfaces in New York City, uh, and the New York Times reported that it was static cling that held them there, which led me down quite the rabbit hole of what the heck happened in October of 2002, and I freaking love it. So... Nick, I would like to talk to you. Can we just about talk about MSN how weird 8. Microsoft? Real quick, can we just talk about how weird Microsoft is? I don't even—I say talk about. Can I just mention how weird Microsoft is? Which is weird. I love Microsoft. I, I like genuinely <laughs> love Microsoft. I have a Surface laptop, but like they're freaking weird, man. What do you mean you did a bunch of freaking butterfly decals <laughs> that you attached instead of the early freaking two thousands, dude? Ah, I continue. Whole, yeah, yeah it, it was a whole deal. I agree. So this actually was interesting timing because it actually came after a uh, another campaign that hit a guerrilla marketing campaign that hit New York City uh, from Nike, who I think uh, just glued a ton of Nike swooshes all over the sidewalks of Central Park, which I feel like totally normal, normal probably stuff. <laughs> normal stuff. But yeah, I love so, the idea of them of, of them like painstakingly hand gluing all of these things and like they're all like paper and it just washes away with uh with the rain like the guy's just like still on his knees they just oh so this article is from 2002 which i just i love you internet so much that i can read something from 19 years ago so do I. this is absolutely beautiful nick I, I just want you to tell me what do you think you were doing in october of 2002 um i was 10 so playing or 11 so playing handball probably <laughs> i was probably playing madden 2000 and oh yeah oh give me that uh well, oh we just talked about this nfl blitz was it oh that's what i was playing <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> okay so this is a article from the new york times in 2002 by mr david w dunlap okay uh Two days after city inspectors ripped up illegal Nike advertising decals glued to sidewalks along Central Park, Microsoft unleashed a swarm of large adhesive butterflies in Manhattan. Um, uh, To fast forward a little bit, they were 12 to 20 inches, the larger ones accompanied by a caption. Which, yeah, freaking, like... uh, I'm 20 inches like that's a pretty big butterfly that's oh, that's uh, too large i i thought these were little I, oh <laughs> no no they these were big deals <laughs> there's like a a long section about how this is definitely 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 not illegal uh and i'm gonna skip all that part because that's not very interesting no um <clears throat> because they were illegal <laughs> but oh shocker yeah shocker a single summons was issued with a $50 penalty, though each butterfly could have been subject or could be subject to a $50 fine, which if you scroll up a little bit, there were like thousands and thousands of these. However, to Mr. Bill, uh, Mr. Bill Gates, that wouldn't have been a huge amount. But anyway, so these each butterfly, each of these foot long or 20 inch butterflies were subject to a $50 fine. And he said uh, that the city's chief goal was seeing to it that all decals are removed. And here we go. 
Microsoft, for its part, insisted that it was authorized to place these DLs. I'm sorry, this is so funny. Um, <laughs> because they hired a PR firm. Like, it's pretty clear that they hired a PR firm, like, after this was already done. Um, right. And I love how they tried to cover this up. Um, or how not how they covered it up, but, like, how they tried to spin this. Yeah, like, act like it's not a big deal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's not a big deal. <laughs> okay, here we go. Microsoft, for its part, insisted that it was authorized to place the decals. Of course. Start quote. There are permits for everything, end quote, said Colleen Lachter from a public relations firm representing Microsoft. This is not a repeat of Nike, she added, but would not tell a reporter what agency had issued the permits. After a brief huddle with two people whom she identified as being from the, uh, the advertising firm handling the account, Mrs. Lachter said, there is nothing else to say. They didn't want to get into the discussion about what, or they didn't want to get into a discussion about the details. <laughs> Which, like, to me is like, okay, so you said, like, okay, this is There's for sure. There's permits not for the- everything. We are totally above board. I don't want yeah. to talk about it. Um, hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me confer with the people around me. Talk, 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 talk. There's nothing else I would like to say. <laughs> Which I just freaking love. Oh, man. Legal stuff is so hilarious. (laughs) But then she went on to add, it's illegal, she said, and they're going to get a lot of publicity for it. Oh, gosh. Um, That may have been the point. Uh, It's a tremendous opportunity, she said, uh, for us to build brand awareness. Which I think the whole thing of coming on the heels of a company like Nike making is like a silly thing where they glued Nike swooshes all over, all over New York to be followed up by Microsoft using, uh, what's the actual word for it? The static uh, cling. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's legal if you use static cling, obviously. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the, it's honestly, it's completely different. However, I have no other uh, no other things I would like to say on the topic. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just it tickled me to think about the fact that uh, I wanted to say that like we could talk about anything for any amount of time to Google Pocket Lint and to get to the point where I got to hear an awesome story about the time that Microsoft dropped a bunch of uh, <laughs> uh, stack electricity based advertising all over New York City. These guys are too smart. That is next level. Freaking best. I love that. Uh, like that's so. It's so ridiculous and uh, also hilariously scientific. Good job, guys. You did it. All right, Nick. I think that that's probably good enough. Um, if you enjoyed the show, Nick, you don't even know this. I don't think uh, if you haven't read ahead in our show notes. Uh, but you can actually support us at patreon.com slash forward slash Tywasap. We, uh, I, I was going to ask if we were ever going to do that kind of thing. And if we do, we, we got to figure out some good reward tiers for it. But we'll uh, so far, out. so far, the rewards are uh, general support uh, and general support and general support. However, okay. I do feel like the jokes on the tiers are funny. So, I mean, that's kind of a reward of its own. Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? <laughs> uh but no seriously um that aside like i just want to get that up and running uh it's the thing you're supposed to do when you have a podcast but more than anything uh if you could share this with a friend uh that is the biggest way that you can support this podcast i've had the absolute blast having shared this uh with a few people 
that have now shared it with multiple people that have then talked to me about the fact that they listen to our podcast, which is super weird. And I'm super uncomfortable with the fact that people are aware of our show that I, uh, don't know, uh, exactly how they've gotten to this, but, um, it's super cool. And like, even on Reddit, I've talked to a few people that listen to our show and it means a lot. Like it's, it's super cool that anybody would spend any amount of time talk, listening to us talk. I, I hope that it can bring a little bit of fun into uh, your day-to-day. It's a little joy and laughter, right? It's all we're here for. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you want to check out our Patreon, that's cool. I don't expect that at all. If you can share it with a friend, that would mean a thousand times more. Um, you can also follow us at uh, Tywasap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok. Honestly, anywhere that you can have social media things. I had a fun experience today where I posted one of our clips on Instagram and my phone was unusable for like a five or ten minute period, (laughs) which is super cool. I love you guys. Uh, We actually have a few listeners almost certainly that are from that because we hit our listener. uh, (laughs) Most listeners in a day uh, number like probably five minutes after that, which is super cool. Yeah, but anyways, Nick. For all uh, of our just... listeners, real quick, for all of our listeners, I love uh, I love that we have any. And uh, if you guys want to give us any feedback, please feel free to share it. I am always about that. I I want to be uh, doing more for you. And um, reach out because I love the idea that we have any listeners at all. So, yeah, it's awesome. Appreciate it really it. does mean a lot. I mean, this year uh, especially, but in, in general, like having anybody that wants to listen to us talk about things, it really validates the fact that there's – you know, an audience for this sort of thing where we can spend a little bit more time uh, spending our attention on those things that are a little bit more, you know. On, t- on today of all days, uh, <laughs> it is uh, very apparent that we could all use a little bit more positivity and focus on positivity. And I know we have to draw the line and do the productive thing and be engaged with our society as well, but it's good to decompress and uh, just focus on something that's fun. Yeah, uh, and did, also thanks for j- jumping in early for whoever's listening. So yeah, uh, to step outside the podcast to the ad, what Nick just said uh, today sucked in a lot of ways for our country, and honestly, this year has sucked uh, for our planet. Um, yeah. Like this has not been a great time. No matter what your opinions are on anything, we can all probably agree that this has not been a super fun year. Um, I, I I so cannot express how much it means to talk to a handful of listeners and to see the numbers uh, on our podcast. Uh, it's it's nothing groundbreaking, but to know that there are people out there that are enjoying, or at least, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say they're enjoying. A handful of them have said they're enjoying. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we have some people that are hate listening. Just, ah, these guys are so wrong. Ah. Uh, I, hate spin, would... I hate Spindrift so much. <laughs> Spindrift's terrible, and Postmates would never leave a picture of a shoe in a bush. That's just not possible. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, like, seriously, it makes this all so, so worth it. Like, it, I can't even, I can't even say it. Like, it, it means a lot. Like, it really is cool. I like it a lot. I completely agree. Anyways, Nick, thank you for potting with me. I appreciate it a lot. You're, of course, I appreciate you, and you're welcome. This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>